Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Paul Worsling joins me now, host of iFish. Uh, P-Dub, it's been a very interesting few weeks for everyone within Australia, but more particularly the last week for fishermen around the country with uh, bans coming in place around limiting the time that you spend outside and restrictions around boating. Yeah, how are you, mate? Look, I tell you what, if we had a time machine, went back a year, and then we were listening to this conversation in advance, if you know what I mean. You'd almost think we were crazy. I was on the phone with my manager this morning, Dave, and we're saying, do we close the store for Easter? And we just started laughing because those conversations never take place. Imagine, imagine police at boat ramps telling people to turn around. They can't go fishing. The world has gone crazy, mate. Uh, you are a small business owner as well, clearly having uh, two tackle stores it's no doubt had a huge impact on business and and your responsibility not only to employ people but all of a sudden just how everything you know continues to to be shut down where does that sit your business and tackle words right around australia look it's a tough one and the incredible thing is it's changing by the hour i'm literally talking to my manager every hour because you just don't know what the next move's going to be but uh, i can tell you now i've spoken to probably 10 different tackle world stores in the last couple of days and their figures are down, look, 50, 60, up to 80%. Because when you're in the fishing business and fishing is banned, obviously business ain't going to be too hot. Um, I don't know where it's going to lead, but I can see a lot of stores going to uh, very limited hours. And if it continues, we definitely go to this, the next level of restriction, then all these stores will be closed. And I know it's going to send a lot of them to the wall. They just won't be able to afford to ever reopen again. And for me, Pat, the hardest thing is, I've got staff that have worked with me for 15 years and I feel I owe them a lot. And if I've got to close the doors, send them home, uh, I tell you what, they'll be tears because it, it just is a sick feeling. Um, and I assume you have the same feeling when you walk away from the footy club or, or when other people walk away from their business. It's like leaving part of your family. Clearly, uh, we're going to you know, see this situation uh, evolve as time goes on. Uh, when it comes to online shopping and how it really has taken the whole world by storm, just how easy it is to do, obviously in isolation that becomes more important. But once the doors do open back up, and clearly they're still open right now, but when um, they do and we're allowed to go fishing again, it's more important than ever to support the local Tackle World stores because if you love going there and just browsing, you need to purchase now because they won't be there in 6, 12 months if we don't support those local stores, will they? Mate, it is, it is so true, and it's not just a cliche. It is, it is a dead-set truth. Uh, Tackle World stores, uh, the local butcher, all these things, these businesses, they're owned by a mum and a dad who have mortgaged their house to have a go, have a go and damn the consequences, the good old Aussie battler's way. And some might be doing well, but if they are doing well, it's because they've worked damn hard over a long period of time. But something like this is a kick no one saw coming. So the trouble is you can buy something online and save 50 cents or you, or you can go to a, to a big store and get it. It might be any cheaper, but it might be easy. But all of a sudden, if these stores close, 
think about the experience that you're going to miss out in the future. You can't just go down and browse. You can't look at, at niche bits of gear that no one else would bother to actually have in stock. You can't go and talk to an expert who actually knows how to use stuff and is going to help you catch more fish. And I think that's where people need to be more long-sighted. Let's not just think about today. Let's think about 12 months' time. Do you want to be able to go to a quality tackle store with $2 million worth of stock on the wall and be able to get great advice? I do. And I think that's the reason we need to support these businesses now. Well said. Now, you are self-isolating at home with Christy and your young boy, Jet. Now, Jet's 13. I'd imagine that would have some challenges in itself. What advice do you have for, for parents of teenagers out there and entertaining kids at home? Because no doubt, I think we're, you know, most of us are sort of a week to two weeks into isolation. There's going to be a fair few challenges in the weeks ahead. Have you got an easier question, Pat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, it is so difficult. I'm lucky I live on three and a half acres, and that helps because we've got a bit of room to move around. But Mm -hmm. what I've done with Jet, I think what all kids and even adults need is just a little bit of routine. If you've got no structure, you just don't know where you're going. And I see him, I just see him sort of fade away and and almost like he's walking in circles or on a boat moving, he's going from side to side. So what we're doing every morning is writing a list of jobs. And that list of jobs has to be done before he does anything else. So he's got that commitment. And I'm making stuff up now because two weeks in, the place is looking pretty clean. I actually, for the first time ever, hope my dogs actually do more duties in the backyard, give him a job to clean it up. So I've got all these jobs that he's got to do every day and I'm making them up as best I can. And once he's done them, he's then excited to go and jump on, jump on the internet and talk to his mates or, or play games on his Xbox, etc. And then I'll give him a short period of that and then I try to do something with him. So last night, we were kicking the footy. And then he says to me, what about cricket? Because if footy season doesn't happen this year, I might want to tone the cricket skills. So we're playing cricket. We're playing footy. We're doing all that stuff we normally do because that's what you should be doing. But we're also look, going to the fishing room. I taught him yesterday. We spent 20 minutes casting a bait caster, honing his skills. We made a game out of it. We had to try and hit a rock. And when kids are 13, believe it or not, they can actually start to be their dad at things, which is pretty cool. So then we have these competitive little games. And then he goes and spends some more time online with his mates. And I think it's just all about doing that and then helping me do a few jobs around the house. And then we're also trying to make dinner the big part of the day. So other meals come and go, but dinner, we, we, we build it together. Uh, last night we had a pork roast, we built the fire, we cooked it, we spent two hours, and then we sat down and ate it as a family, which we don't always do because I'm coming and going and Christy's got things on. And jet. So we're making that the focal point of the day. And then after dinner, a bit more time with these mates, and then we try and watch something as a family in these times, try and find a comedy because everyone needs to feel good. And that's sort of how we're going through it. I'm not saying we're doing it right, but it's working for us at the moment. Now, when it comes to fishing, uh, most fishers never actually put that much time into keeping their garage or their boat shed tidy. This provides them that opportunity. Have you had time to, to sift through your shed yet? You've got one of the great fishing rooms, uh, but it isn't always tidy according to your better half. Have you been in there yet? And if you have, have you spotted something that you've perhaps forgotten about that's a bit of a hidden treasure? But it's like being in Aladdin's cave. I've I've had the most fun, and I I try I try to do just like half an hour here, an hour there, because I don't want it to be a chore. I actually want it to be the exciting part of the day. Um, and the thing that blew me away the other day, I was literally cleaning up paperwork in my fishing room and going through old contracts. Just like I'm talking two foot high, this pile was. And uh, I found an old yellow envelope, opened it up, and I found two or three world record certificates that I didn't even remember I had. And it was just really nice to 
to go, oh man, that's right, I've got a world record. And, and, and then I went out and showed Jet and told him about it. And we found some photos of the fish and we looked up online to see if they were still wrecked, all that sort of stuff. That was really nice because normally you just wouldn't even find time to, to, to know about that stuff. Uh, and the other one, which was amazing, I, I found a letter. I went to New Guinea a few years ago and the guides, the local guides, wrote me a letter at the end to thank us for coming and, and for putting New Guinea on the map. And obviously it was written in very broken English. It was written on a, an old piece of paper that had previously been used for something else there. And it was just beautiful because I hadn't read that letter for five years, even though I still had it. And they were just thanking us so much for showing the world what New Guinea was like. And I'll show it to you one day because the way it was written, it was like it was written by a two-year-old. I mean, it was no disrespect, but it was just beautiful to have the time to actually read that. And then I rang a couple of mates who were on that trip and I read it to them and we all just said, how good was that? And those memories, um, it was just great to have them flooding back. Peter, when it comes to tying knots, I prefer to tie lots. And quite often when I'm out in the boat, that means I lose a prize catch because I haven't put the time into tying knots. This clearly gives us time to practice knots at home. What are the ones that you recommend to people to uh, to master over the next few weeks before we are allowed back out and enjoying the great outdoors? Is it tying as many different as you possibly can or is it just honing in on, on one or two and really mastering those? Uh, great question, Pat, and I've been thinking a lot about this and I've lost some big fish when knots have come undone. Like I don't, yeah, You haven't fished enough if you haven't had a knot come undone. And I reckon there's three knots, and if you uh, there's four knots. If you can tie four knots, you can master the world of fishing, and they're not that bad. First is the uni knot. Use a uni knot to put on any hook, any swivel. A uni knot will just be—it's a way to go. It's very easy to tie. A paternoster rig. If you can tie a paternoster, you can just about fish anywhere that you can't fish with a uni knot. So, and that's easy to tie too if you, if you take the time and, and search for a couple of different ways of doing it. An FG knot is the hardest knot in the world. It took me two years to conquer. I think I've finally got it right, but you've never had a better time to try the FG knot because you've got plenty of time in your hands. That's the connecting your braid to your mono. And the third one, a loop knot, you can hook a lure onto the end of your line with a loop and it can swim beautifully. If you can just tie those four knots, I can almost say you'll never have to tie another fishing knot in your life. And I reckon they're the four you've got to focus on and they're the four that I love and tie regularly because the more regularly you tie them, the more, the more I'm going to say this, the more better you get at them. <laughs> well, that's food for thought for me because, uh, yeah, it's sort of one size fits all and it's not always a, a nice size. Uh, I fish, we love it. It's Australia's most watched fishing program. What does COVID-19 and the lockdowns uh, mean for iFish and, and where can we, I suppose, see old episodes has been over 500 now uh, that you, Christy, and Jed have made. Uh, that'll at least give us a couple of weeks to, uh, you know, to to enjoy and, and uh, reminisce through. Yeah, look, it's a bit happening. And I suppose iFish is like the rest of the world at the moment. We just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, it's been very tough. We managed to film one episode at Fem River 10 days ago, and then we got the call to come home because it was all turned to crap. So we've got that one episode up our sleeve. Uh, I've, pushed the, I've pushed the series back with the network three months to try and give us more time. We'll see where it all ends up. But in the meantime, I've got some working full-time uploading episodes onto YouTube. And um, they're just there for people to enjoy, give them a bit of a break. And we even put an app up last night that we filmed at BEM. And uh, it's not going to go to air. We filmed it exclusively for YouTube. It had, a, it had about 4,500 views last night alone. And I also have just started filming 
an interview series. And I think the first clip will go up in the next few days because so many people, Pat and I assume they ask you too, all these questions about your life, how you managed to get to where you are, what are the secrets, all this sort of stuff. So we've started filming a series on basically um, me, where I come from, how I've got to where I am, and just answering questions that people might want to know. And we're going to put that up over the next month, just basically to give people something to watch. Look forward to, to seeing that and, and listening to a bit more around your story, P-Dub. Thank you very much for joining us on Real Adventures this morning, talking through self-isolation and social distancing. And for everyone out there, make sure you abide by the government regulations when it comes to self-isolation self-isolation and social distancing. We all have a role to play to flatten the curve. Thanks, P-Dub. Thanks, Pat. Look after yourself. Paul Worsling, our special guest for this morning on All Aboard for Dometic, Dometic Mobile. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.